Good morning. Welcome, everybody, to Thy Strong Word. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We're reading the entire Bible together, out loud, chapter by chapter, taking a little bit of a detour from the Gospel of Mark, though I'm looking forward to getting back into that uh, tomorrow with uh, chapter 13. But today, uh, we're just for the Memorial Day weekend here, we're just looking at a psalm here, looking at Psalm 108. It wasn't too long ago that we looked at Psalm 107, which we saw is the introduction to this whole uh, fifth and final section of the Psalter that is so full of giving thanks, saying Alleluia. And so here we are. It's uh, the first Psalm after that. We get actually a title this time, A Psalm of David, much shorter, uh, but it's interesting. It's the first Psalm of David in this final book five section of the Psalter. So it's got some pretty unique features. Um, it just stands out among these Psalms of David, a lot of uh, place names. And so it'll be good to kind of put the pieces together and figure out, okay, like, you know, Moab, Edom, Manasseh, Gilead, where are we talking about? It might be useful to have a map. <laughs> uh, joining us today we, as our guest, we've got uh, Pastor Jeremy Lech, pastor at Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Grandview, Missouri. Welcome, Pastor Lesh, to Thy Strong Word. Good to be looking at this psalm with you today. Thank you, AJ. It's a, a pleasure to be with you, and uh, I also uh, am, am looking forward to it. There are some wonderful things within this psalm for us, for our listeners. Certainly, and um, it, it's interesting. Yeah, so we're, um, we, we're, we're pre-recording this, so no live questions today, uh, but we're recording this for, uh, you know, the Monday after Memorial Day, um, uh, Memorial Day weekend. So, I mean, it's just kind of interesting. Uh, this is actually has a little bit of a military theme in it. I don't know. Did anything stand out to you as kind of making a connection there? Yeah, well, it, it really does. Uh, this psalm, like I said, it's, it's certainly not as uh, long as Psalm 107, uh, just 13 verses, but almost uh, two halves. The first half from when David was not yet a king, uh, and then the last half from when David was a king. And we recognize that David was a wartime king. Uh, he may not have been leading uh, the armies into battle, but that was certainly not foreign to him. Uh, there were enemies that uh, wanted his downfall, uh, foreign enemies. Um, and, and so, yes, the, the, the military aspect uh, uh, on this Memorial Day, uh, when we in our country recall uh, those service personnel uh, who, who gave their lives, uh, for for our freedom, uh, the ability for you and I to uh, discuss the Bible together, uh, that's certainly one of those great freedoms uh, that we have. Uh, people can listen uh, over the radio, can listen through the Internet, uh, a great freedom to, to have God's Word with us. Uh, and even when David was uh, not yet a king, uh, you know, Saul, um, his father-in-law, the, the, the king that he would succeed, uh, David was was chased by mm -hmm. the Israelite army, uh, and Saul wanted David dead. Uh, Saul was not going to put up with any competition. So, so yeah, I, I certainly think uh, military and 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 fighting and the reliance. Uh, just looking toward the end of the psalm, uh, 
maybe a, a word of surprise uh, from from David, where you know you do not need our armies. Uh, you don't need anything. You do not go out, O oh God, with our armies. Uh, you cannot raise enough people to form an army that 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 God uh, would take. Uh, there, there is nothing from us that that He needs aside from yeah. our gratitude, uh, aside from our thanksgiving, our willingness um, to to carry out uh, His word and His will. Yeah, you know that's uh, we'll definitely want to spend some time looking at the end there. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. That there seems to be some kind of uh, we we had uh, a couple guests who have, who have brought this up. The terminology of you know orientation, reorientation, and disorientation. There seems mm-hmm. to be a little bit of surprise or disorientation there. You know, have you not rejected us? Um, mm-hmm. You do not go out, and so that's that's interesting. You know, because I, I think that we uh, we're, mm-hmm. we are we are accustomed to the victory stuff. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I think that you're right. Like on Memorial Day, we think, you know, like, oh, you know, thank, thank God. And he has, by his grace, made us victorious in many respects so that we can enjoy mm-hmm. uh, such such freedoms, as you were saying. We thank God for those things. But it's interesting then to also have these words of the disorientation. That actually, I mean, Israel experienced lots of military defeats here. Um, and, mm-hmm. and to consider, you know, that it's it's not all just, you know, victories, victories, victories. And and kind of what is the perspective that we have as God's people, uh, yes, as, as Americans, but also, you know, having a spiritual perspective that that sees more than that at the same time. So lots of good things to be talking about today. Uh, but without any further ado, uh, Jeremy, would you open us up with a prayer? By all means. We pray. Kind, gracious Father, giver of the word, We thank you for the word that we are able to read, to reflect upon. Uh, We thank you, Lord, uh, for what we learn in your word, that uh, throughout all the situations of our life, you lead, you guide, uh, you provide. Um, Please uh, watch over uh, our discussion Uh, May our words be clear and understandable, and may all who listen be built up in the faith that you give and sustain. We pray this in our Savior Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Sure thing. All right. Let's go ahead. We're going to read the whole psalm straight through. Um, before before I do so, is there anything that we should be keeping our uh, keeping an eye out for as we listen, keeping an ear out for, just to kind of help us uh, kind of discern maybe if there's any any kind of like key words to be kind of listening for or yeah. um, structure that we ought to be noticing, just real briefly. Sure, uh, I, I would say uh, one thing that may sound odd but should not uh, is uh, how many times the word God is used. Uh, I, I think uh, typically uh, psalms are, are are addressed to the Lord. Uh, a lot of the psalms have uh, personal tones. You know, when David writes, uh, he certainly was known intimately by the Lord, uh, but here. 
the word God is used uh, that uh, should not really strike us as uh, anything too out of the ordinary. God and the Lord uh, are somewhat interchangeable. Uh, Maybe uh, the way we've adjusted from thee and thou uh, to you. Uh, but, but that is one thing that, that the hearers might um, hear, is, is how David uses the word God uh, when he more typically uses the word Lord. And I, I think, uh, as I mentioned in the introductory comments, that kind mm-hmm. of uh, one through six uh, is like the pre-king, and Mm -hmm. then 7 through 13 is sort of when David is king, you might be able to hear some things there about the difficulties and troubles that David faced in his life. All right, yeah, thanks. Kind of keeping an eye out for uh, those two halves and so Mm -hmm. discerning if there's any kind of transition as we read it. Um, and then, yeah. of course, looking at the way that he addresses God, because it, it is different, and we'll have to talk about it at the end. There's even some, um, you know, mm-hmm. actually, there's, it's interesting, there's, there's variations throughout, but let's, uh, let's not put the cart before the horse. Let's go ahead and read yeah. this, including the superscription, which is verse 1 in the Hebrew. Mm-hmm. So this is Psalm 108 in the English Standard Version. A song, a psalm of David. My heart is steadfast, O God. I will sing and make melody with all my being. Awake, O harp and lyre, I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is great above the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth, that your beloved ones may be delivered. Give salvation by your right hand and answer me. God has promised in his holiness. With exultation I will divide up Shechem and portion out the valley of Sukkoth. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim is my helmet. Judah my scepter. Moab is my wash basin. Upon Edom I cast my shoe. O'er Philistia I shout in triumph. Who will bring me to the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? Have you not rejected us, O God? You do not go out, O God, with our armies. O grant us help against the foe, for vain is the salvation of man. With God we shall do valiantly. It is he who will tread down our foes. Amen. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I mean, it really is one of the shorter psalms, um, you know, especially compared to the psalm that came right before it. I mean, Mm. 43 verses compared to this here where we got the 13 um and it is it does feel just um you know kind of short and simple but yeah i mean like what you were talking about a little bit too there there is just kind of a really there's kind of genius i think to Mm -hmm. the the, to the brevity here the the thing that really strikes me is when you get to 13 you're expecting david to keep on singing about uh, what are the valiant things that that God is doing uh, with us. Uh, And uh, maybe tell us more about how you are going to tread down our foes, God, because uh, we have a lot of foes in our life, uh, some real, maybe some that we imagine. So how are we going to tread uh, tread them down? But it just kind of ends right on 13, rather abrupt. But uh, yeah, really short and sweet. 
Yeah. Well, I've got a couple ideas about that, mm. about why it ends like it does, but maybe maybe yeah. we'll, we'll we'll get there. Um, yeah. I, I think, so first of all, you know, you have, uh, speaking of short and sweet, this is a pretty short and sweet superscription here, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oftentimes the, these Psalms of David, you get a little bit more information. It'll say something, you know, about like, the, the choir master or, mm-hmm. or maybe the occasion or whatever. But this is very just bare yeah. minimum here. It really is just a song, Psalm of David. Right. That, that's I, it. I believe the, the, the Hebrew, is a, it's a miktam, and <laughs> you, you look up, what does that mean? And it says an unknown term. Uh, you know, so it's just a song. Yeah, uh, and, you know, we think of David um, as a complete person, uh, and he knew music. He knew the value of music uh, on a personal level, and, and I think on a, uh, I'll call it a corporate level, uh, writing uh, psalms that could be used in the worship life uh, of Israel, and that's carried over to uh, the church, that, that, that we use psalms and songs for uh, a host of reasons, and they continue to provide value, and so we just see that this is a song uh, and a psalm of David, and we think, well, mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of what else would David do? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't, um, you know, I was looking at the Hebrew here. I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm wondering if the if the word that you were referencing was, was is mm-hmm. maybe um, perhaps in like the Aramaic or something. Um, yeah. in, in the Hebrew, the the one that I see here is just is just mm-hmm. uh, shir, which is just your yeah. kind of general singing word it's just kind of to your point it's just yeah. a song that anybody might sing it's just um something that's mm-hmm. sung and uh to, to your point also uh, a song that typically in the old testament it's a song that's going to be sung in the context of worship and so this is mm-hmm. one of these uh and we see it again and again these davidic songs yeah, yeah okay they're from david you know him personally mm-hmm. but he writes these things such that they're not just about him. They're, mm. they're about him as the leader. They're about him as one who represents the people of God. They're about him as one who, when he is blessed, the entire nation is blessed. And, right. and I think that that's what you've got here. Where yeah, God... and, and you're right. Uh, that that Tom phrase was in Psalm 60, which is oh, uh, a, yeah, a, yeah. a portion of Psalm 108. I don't know if we're going to uh, have time to get to that, but, but Psalm 108 is a... Uh, kind of a compilation of two earlier psalms. Uh, and then ah. that Nikon word, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's that's right. But this is a, a a different one, a more general song. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. It's been a while. So we haven't looked at Psalm 60 <laughs> on Thy Strong Word. But it's been a while since yeah. I personally looked at it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that is interesting how you see this here actually in, um, especially, I think it happens a lot in Book 5 of the Psalter, yeah. that the Psalms uh, very often have relationships to other Psalms. And, and, and mm-hmm. there seems to be kind of uh, a kind of freer... Uh, interrelatedness and drawing on things. So, yeah, we might we might have a right. chance to talk about that um, a little bit, and, may, and maybe mm-hmm. it'll help with this next question here, which is that yeah. okay? So, so we have you know here's here's David. He's got this song, which is for something going on with him, but something that's meant mm-hmm. to be more broadly applicable for the people of God. You know, so he starts off. You know, my heart is steadfast. Um, I will sing and make melody. I will give thanks to you. So, I mean, what what is the what is the circumstance here? It, right. 
it, it so, seems like it's you know like on, on the other side of conflict right i'm giving thanks and your steadfast love is great but 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 perhaps perhaps not especially with that steadfast word maybe it's the trouble is still ahead of us yeah well and again i would think of the the life of david in in whole uh-huh. and that it wasn't that uh he had an an easy tranquil life until he became king you know uh, heavy is the head that wears the crown uh, kind of a thing, but but you know, David became king uh, at the Lord's bidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there are probably times when David said to God, um, "You know, if this is how you're going to make me king, no thanks." Yeah. Uh, Saul, with his uh, insanity, his uh, jealousy. Uh, you know, David has uh, slain his ten thousands, and Saul his thousands. And probably did not make Saul uh, feel too good, and so he mm-hmm. harbored uh, no love uh, for David. Uh, and, and before David became king, Saul was looking to kill him. Uh, and, and so now uh, David uh, is able to sing songs of thanksgiving, and even when he was being pursued by Saul. Uh, David recognized that it was not the Lord who had abandoned him, that that the Lord was continuing to guide. Um, you know, perhaps, you know, we, we think of uh, David walking through the valley of the shadow of death from Psalm 23, but, mm-hmm. but David was aware, and, and, and so his whole being is able to uh, make melody. And, you know, Awake, O harp and lyre, I will awake the dawn. You know, he is um, personifying the sunrise, that, that, that no matter what is going on, he is going to praise the Lord. And, and I like how it's, uh, his, his heart is steadfast. Uh, mm-hmm. It's nice when you meet someone who uh, their, their, their mind is made up, uh, you know, they've weighed various options, uh, and, and they've made their mind on something. And that's good. But I think it's also good to meet people and work with people who, when they are presented new information, they are able to adjust and have that flexibility uh, to see how can we adapt this plan that I've made. The heart, uh, say maybe, is a little bit different. David's heart is steadfast, uh, unmovable, and no matter, I'll say, the information that he receives, Hmm. his heart is given to the Lord. Uh, His heart beats at the Lord's direction. I mean, I I don't think about my heart beating all the time. Uh, I'm fortunate (laughs) enough that I don't have any uh, issues, uh, any cardiac issues. Not not the thing Uh, you want to be having to to think about, but right, right. You know, it's kind of like that thing where you know, oh, I I don't know. I I never, I don't pay attention to my eyes blinking. I don't pay attention to my breathing. I don't pay attention to my heart beating. But maybe that's to your point. It's like if you don't have to think about it, it's because it's steadfast. It's sure. It's uh, it's. 
Right. You know, and then I think I think that's even something. I it's an interesting word in the Hebrew. This mm-hmm. this word. Uh, I mean, like it, it's a word that. I mean, kind of the more. I guess one of the more common senses is to be established. But the mm-hmm. idea of you know it, it's fixed, it's it's sure, it's not going to move, it's not going to slip, um, you know. And you see that language in the Psalter that you know David mm-hmm. sometimes talks about. You know, he's ready to fall, he's ready to collapse, he's gonna he's gonna slip and fall into a trap, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but no, his heart is is steady. And uh, to to your point, right? right uh, thinking about you know the heart again in in the context of biblical poetry, um, and, mm-hmm. and of course the Bible in general, really heart having to do with um, intentions and plans yeah. and, uh, and motivations. And, and, yeah, we, yeah we, we, we keep in mind that, again, no matter what situation we find yeah. ourselves in, the Lord's care uh, is, is with us. And, and so our, our heart is able to beat. Sure, we have periods of exertion where our heart is beating fast, but we also have uh, a resting heart rate. Uh, and so we try to find the average, uh, you know, heartbeat that that sure. we have. But again, no matter what happens, it's there. You know, and, and probably in in the lives of our listeners, and I think certainly in the lives of of, of clergy, you know, there are situations where where they say people are losing their heads, uh, mm-hmm. and, and and somebody needs to keep their head about them, almost mm-hmm. to be above the fray. Uh, and to offer guidance uh, in, in, in times of stress, of distress. Uh, and so here I think that steadfast heart of David, um, it, it's not steadfast by himself, but uh, I will give thanks to you, O Lord. And then among right. the peoples, among the nations. Well, right. Well, and, and you know, that's, that's... David was surrounded by uh, people. So, so I say David was resilient, but we also need to remember that the enemies of David were resilient, uh, right. and, and, and they would continue to go after him. Well, I want to bring out something that you, you mentioned earlier. I just want to make it explicit here. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, so you were saying that, you know, the first half of this psalm is, is from the time that David was on the run before he'd become king, and then the mm-hmm. second half is, is from later. And, and so this this raises a couple of questions, and I think the bigger question that we're going to have in the second half is to talk about, okay, so what, is, what does that mean, structuring it like this? Is this meant to be like a like a two-part psalm where we're taking like kind of one episode and another episode and we're like comparing them? Or is this taking uh, two different s- situations from the past and applying them afresh to a new situation that David's now dealing with in the future, right? Where he's looking back at the past. So, so I want to want to deal with that because I think that's the big question to wrestle with. But the the first kind of preliminary one, though, mm-hmm. is now hang on a second. How do we know what these situations are? And you, and you already yeah. you already pointed us back to one of them, which is uh, that one of these uh, one of these psalms that this is related to is Psalm sixty. But this first part here mm-hmm. is related to fifty seven, and it's at Correct. the end of fifty seven, right? That we get yeah. these words, and they're they're almost they're almost exactly the same. These first like, isn't it the first uh, five verses? I think um, mm-hmm. of of what we have here is just straight out of Psalm fifty seven, which has that title, David yeah. when he fled from Saul in the cave. So mm-hmm. so, yeah, right. so I mean there so yeah so help us uh, appreciate that a little bit then. So we have this yeah. very um, overt connection to Psalm fifty seven. Psalm 57 has a very explicit situation. Uh, kind of yeah. help, help, help us uh, see that 
a little bit right. more clearly. But yeah, uh, the, the, the army of Israel uh, had surrounded David. Uh, the, I'll say, you know, almost a hopeless situation. Uh, and I would think, you know, by himself, David could not uh, get out of that. Uh, and, and so I think here uh, it's, okay, God, uh, you want me to be king. How is that going to happen when I am here uh, in this cave? Uh, again, I, I, there's just no way out. Uh, and, and, and so um, he's, he's trapped. Uh, and he does uh, come out of it. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I forget the the exact way that that he gets out of the cave. But you know, he he gets a little angry at God, um, kind right. of shakes his fist at him a little bit, uh, and say, "I just don't understand how you are working things out." Uh, and and uh, right. I believe it was uh, in the darkness. David is able to sneak out. It was just him. So it's not right. like he had to lead uh, a, a gang of men uh, out, but but he managed to uh, escape the trap that was there, uh, and you know he comes out the other side, uh, and, and and David is is taught a lesson that, you know, yes, to to your way of of seeing things, it may be uh, a hopeless situation, but that is not always the case. Uh, this right. is where you need that steadfast heart um, to trust the Lord and say, okay, uh, you know, I'm going to do um, what I can do, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm trusting, Lord, that, that you will uh, make a way uh, for me. And he does, uh, since our Lord Jesus is the way. Uh, we, we continue to steadfastly follow him. But, uh, yeah, well, he's in that cave, so... Yeah, I know. And those stories um, from the Old Testament with mm. uh, just David and Saul and all the rest, I mean, they're they're awesome stories. Uh, I mean, they really are the stuff that, um, I mean, just you, you could make a really awesome Netflix series or something like that, right? Yeah, that's, uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to I come back um, to that just a little bit once we get back. Mm. But we got to take a short break here. But everybody, hang on. We're looking at Psalm 108. Uh, a little bit of 57 along the way. <laughs> Psalm 108 here on Thy Strong Word, and we'll be right back. These are the voices of young Lutherans in Mexico City, children who are excited to learn more about their Savior, Jesus. But they need our help, because Good Lutheran Books for Kids in the Spanish language are in short supply in Mexico. To learn how you can help tell Spanish-speaking kids everywhere about Jesus in a language they can understand, go to the Lutheran Heritage Foundation website at lhfmissions.org forward slash Juan 316. Welcome back, everybody, to Thy Strong Word. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We're looking here at Psalm 108, and we're joined by our guest today, Pastor Jeremy Lesh, pastor at Trinity 
Holy Trinity in Grandview, Missouri. Uh, no questions today. We're just doing this uh, pre-recorded, but you know, it's it's always fine if you want to shoot us a question that you still had. Uh, sometimes there's opportunity to, to take it up when we look at some of the other texts, like we're looking at Mark tomorrow uh, and, and the rest of this week. But yeah, we were just looking at Psalm 108 here. Uh, I'll don't want to neglect to say this though um, on this Memorial Day just happy happy Memorial Day uh, for everybody um, hope you all had a good restful weekend uh, God bless you all and especially our, our veterans thank you uh, all our veterans for your service that just as our guest uh, pastor Lesh was saying earlier um, who you know really it's because of um, the bravery and the selflessness of so many that we have enjoyed so many good gifts in this country that we give thanks for today. I also want to thank our underwriters at the Lutheran Heritage Foundation, their website, lhfmissions.org. Uh, so yes, returning to the cave, that's where, that's where we left David. Uh, and, we were, and we were kind of saying like, how does he get out of the cave? And uh, well, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not even sure actually, you know, uh, to, be, to be fair to you, brother, I'm not even sure that the story actually makes it explicitly clear how he, uh, you know, just how that happens. But I think that generally, the idea is is God's like you know kind of letting David hide out in these caves, and to your point, Saul might have thought that he had him cornered, but this uh, well, it's kind of sounds a little bit like recent history where uh, you know trying to ch- chase down you know, enemies of the state in caves. Well, you might be in there a long time, and in fact, uh, D- David ends up having the opportunity to to kill Saul um, in yeah. the caves, right? But in the midst of it all, he he refuses to do so. So that that's a very interesting turn there because in in Psalm 57 as you were saying he's in a bad spot he's in a bad spot and yet he is steadfast because God is steadfast and that's really interesting because that's a connection that only exists in English right mm-hmm. <laughs> and actually yeah. in the Hebrew yeah. uh because the the word for steadfast love that we have in um verse 10 of Psalm 57, uh, mm-hmm. which is the, the same as what we read, verse 4 of Psalm 108, that steadfast love word, that, that's our that's our chesed word. And I'm only saying yeah. that because we, we've, we've said that a million times here looking at the Psalms. Um, but the word that we were looking at before, his steadfast word, David's, that's different. And so that, yeah. that, that is interesting because I feel like there's a different relationship. It's the idea, I feel like, to try to articulate it, it's because God is loyal and constant right in in Mm -hmm. the way that he provides for and takes care of david because of that david can be resolute in his intention to trust and obey god right there are two different kinds of being steadfast like one is the kind that inspires and one is the kind that has been inspired yes i i i think so that it's something to to keep in mind you know we we uh keep the lord First, and we and and we remember, you know, yes, the Lord does ask for His people to be faithful, you know, and to, to be steadfast. But we remember that the Lord is faithful to us. Uh, the, the Lord uh, has kept His promises, uh, and 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 uh, again. Since he is the one who gives, gives, and then gives some more, uh, since he has provided mm-hmm. all things for us, uh, he is faithful to us. 
we then can be uh, faithful to him, can be steadfast to him. The Lord has a tremendous track record uh, of, of, again, of keeping those promises. And, and, and so that uh, strengthens us to say, yes, you know, things may not be uh, so great right now, uh, mm-hmm. but that is not a reason for me to uh, abandon my Lord, uh, give up on right. him. Uh, well, he and, would and never I think, treat me that way, so I'm yes. not going to do that to him. And, and so I think the move you just made is really kind of directing us to what Psalm 108 is getting at just a little mm-hmm. bit here. Because uh, as you were saying, Psalm 108, this first part's drawing on Psalm 57, which yeah. is saying it's when he was on the run uh, in the cave when he fled from Saul. And mm-hmm. what's what's fascinating, um, and I think you mentioned it, that, that you have a little bit of this recounted in um, 1 Samuel 22, that David, he leaves Gath, and then he goes to Adullam, which is this, this you know, another one of these cities of the Philistines is interesting here. Um, yeah. and, and so this is where he's hiding out in, the, in this cave. And so this is really interesting because David has had to run away to Gentile territory <laughs> in yeah, order to escape yeah. Saul. He, he's, he's, this is not where you want to go. Um, I mean, the Philistines, I mean, this this was supposed to be the inheritance of Dan. It just never mm-hmm. happened. You, you could not dislodge the Philistines. I mean, just, yeah. it, 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 was a, it was a mess all the time. Um, they, were, they were very, very strong. This is not, these are not the guys you want to be hanging out with. And isn't it interesting that then in this uh, Psalm 57, what's he say, right? He says there at the at the end, um, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. He is literally among the peoples and among the nations, which is not where you want to be. He doesn't want to be great. there. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. want to be singing praises to God in, in Philistia. That's the last place I want to be singing praises God to. But, but he yeah. does, which just highlights to what you're saying. Hey, look, from the perspective now of Psalm 108, God got me out of that. God was good to me in Philistia mm-hmm. when I was on the run, when I wasn't even king yet. If God would yeah. be faithful and steadfast and loving to me then, then surely he will do so now. Yeah, and I am going to sing. You know, uh, when I am sad, you know, th- th- there are uh, lament psalms that we can sing. When we are happy, there are praise psalms that we can sing. You know, I, I, I think the, the, the whole body of of Christian hymnody, you know, has something for everybody and for every situation. And and yeah. with the peoples and the nations, you know, we look at uh, the church. You, you know, uh, I say God was I'll say sending David to those places, uh, you know, to to save him, to spare mm-hmm. him. But then <laughs> maybe uh, say, okay, David, among the Philistines, sing an alleluia, sing mm-hmm. praise the Lord. Uh, and, and then, you know, we see the church moving out into the world. What did Christian communities do uh, when they uh, established churches? Uh, they they would sing. Uh, their song was not always welcome. It was not always well received. Um, but again, uh, look at what they do, you know, and, and people could marvel. Mm-hmm. How can they sing uh, when things are, are so bad? Um, no, don't they know what we're trying to do to them? And right. yet they keep singing praise uh, to, to, to God. Uh, so, so yeah. yeah, singing among the peoples, singing among the nations, the Gentiles, uh, 
wherever the church goes, um, the church is going to sing her song. That's really interesting. So the idea that actually being scattered uh, or, or mm-hmm. being sent into exile among the Gentiles actually is a is an opportunity that God would use our our uh, tribulation, our suffering for the sake of witness and for the sake mm-hmm. of blessing others. And that that's really interesting. You're mentioning, you know, speaking the name of God and, and saying an alleluia, right? You know, the, the yeah. name of God at the end there. So this is maybe a, as good a time as any. This psalm is full of variations um, among the manuscripts on the name of God, which, which is, uh, yeah. Yeah. which is, which is just interesting to observe. That, you know, for instance, um, so you, you have in verse two, um, you know, we or I guess um, verse one of our English here, um, he, mm-hmm. he says that "Oh God," which is a general term, which even if you were a Philistine, you would have recognized that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you would have said, "Okay, yeah, right, yeah, God, God's right. We get that." Um, but but then in in verse our verse three, you've got the uh, the O Lord right. This this is this is the Yahweh. This is the Yahweh, distinctive yeah. name. Um, but interestingly, that you've got um, it seems to be like a change because in Psalm fifty seven, it's it's just Adonai. It's it's just actually the the kind of general polite you know the. the like Lord, not in all uppercase letters. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. So, yeah. so there's there's a there's a sort of change there, um, and, and then when you look kind of look at the rest of the psalm, especially in the last several verses here, there's all this um, oh God stuff right at the end, right? Yeah. Um, you know that that's where in, in certain manuscripts you've got um, omissions. Sometimes it's just you, right? Mm-hmm. So there, there's there's kind of like. Uh, I don't want to get into like you know like the like manuscript criticism or anything like, but but mm-hmm. I guess it's just interesting that it seems like the stuff relating to God's name, there's, there seems to be something circling that idea. Yeah, well, I, I think you touched on it in the difference between you know I'll say one verse one and then three, and then I'll say eleven. You know, David was. Uh, in Philistia, also, you know, and he was not yet king. Uh, among, I'll even say, you know, religious enemies, um, the Philistines were were not uh, believers in the God of Israel. It's like you said, my heart is steadfast, O God. The Philistines would say, "Okay, sure, that's fine." But in verse three, I'm giving thanks to you, Yahweh among the peoples and the nations and the Gentiles. So there he gets a little bit more specific. Uh, and, and then, you know, in 11, uh, broadens it out again. Uh, and the, the, the people, whether they believed or not, would hear that God does not need what we have to offer, right? Uh, you know, another psalm verse, the sheep uh, of a thousand hills are mine, you know, or the, the, the goats or the camels or some sort of animal. You know, the Lord doesn't need our burnt offerings. He is happy to receive them, but he doesn't need them. You know, God does not tell us when he's hungry, you know, because how are we going to sure. feed the Lord who made heaven and earth? So God speak, David speaks a little bit more generally there. So I think there that, that might uh, give us some clues as to why the shifting in, in mm-hmm. names a little bit, that 
among the peoples, believers or unbelievers, I think it is good for us to be as specific as possible, you know, that we are talking about Yahweh uh, and, and, and that he is the one that we praise. Hallel to Yahweh, praise to the right. Lord. Uh, well, so I think that might be, be something for us to, to, to ponder. Yeah, certainly. And we've seen that before a little bit, mm-hmm. how in Daniel, for example, you have the, the, the people of Israel, mm-hmm. you know, using the term, you know, the, the God of heaven, right? Which was a term, yeah, yeah. they used that with their, their Persian interlocutors. Um, and that mm-hmm. was a term that the, that the Medes and the Persians understood. Um, and, yeah. and in fact, that they would have used themselves. And so it was a, it was a, it was a commonplace, right? And so that was a little bit of a Mars Hill moment, I think. And that's kind of a little bit what you have as the perspective here, I think, that for the most part, David's going to use the term that's actually intelligible even among the nations, um, something that, that they can understand. And, and yet, right, I think mm. you're right, there is some kind of shift here that from the original context of 57, because, yeah. you know, when you, when, you, when you go back to 57, um, I'm not actually sure that you have the name Yahweh in mm-hmm. 57. Yeah, n- not, uh, not that I really noticed. Yeah, no. Um, it, it, it's actually and, all and, just and the, the general terms. And then, then there's yeah. this change, though, right? So I, I wonder if there is, as you said, a shift where before mm-hmm. in 57, you know, he's on the run, he's hiding in caves. Right. He's kind of just he's in some ways he's kind of blending in <laughs> with, yeah, yeah, with, yeah. The, with, with the Philistines uh, among whom he has taken refuge. But now maybe this is getting employed in a little bit of a mm, different situation where yeah. he is uh, not trying to blend in right now. Right. And he's trying to be distinctive yeah. to your and, point. And I think the, the, the two questions, uh, is it this or is it that, you know, that you had asked before the break? Yeah, uh, I, I do think that that, you know, David has come out of those troubles. Right. Uh, and, and, and that I think he's drawing on his past experiences uh, to teach uh, mm-hmm. or, or to uh, reteach, right? Sometimes we need uh, lessons to be taught us again. Uh, and, and, and so from his time uh, before he was king, even when he was king, yes, we'll do valiantly, but it is with God that we do valiantly, and it well, is he who tramples down our foes. So, so yes. a, a, a lesson that, that I'll say, old King David, um, yeah. maybe uh, he, he's talking to his son Solomon, uh, hmm. I'd say just something to remember, uh, mm-hmm. my, my son, about, uh, you know, not... In, do not lose sight of the Lord, uh, and, and and keep your heart beating after Him. Uh, keep your heart steadfast uh, in the Lord. Well, let's go ahead and make this connection here. Um, you were mentioning, you know, so you have the fifty-seven part in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then there is it jumps over to to sixty, and that happens kind of. It's it's really something here when you look at the ESV. They've broken it down into different. Uh, like kind of like uh, not not I guess verses is what we call it. Mm-hmm. I guess you'd say like strophes or something. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. f- five and six right together make up one of those, and yet that's actually right in the middle where you have the transition between mm-hmm. the two. So these two different experiences have been yeah. woven together seamlessly, and it's right there in verse six that you get this uh, 
this picking up now, the next, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what is it, seven verses now, are all from Psalm 60. So, right. um, yeah, while, while he was king, but, but a, a very particular situation when he was mm-hmm. king. So what, what, what kind of situation is, is this drawing on in Psalm 60 then? Well, uh, the, the, the problems that foreign uh, countries gave, you know, uh, Moab and Edom were always uh, pains in the sides of, of Israel. Uh, Philistia, certainly. Uh, David, yes, had uh, intimate knowledge of the uh, hatred of the Philistines. Um, and and they they posed problems, and then certainly larger foreign invaders uh, moving up into Syria and you know Persia, you know in in that area, uh, Israel uh, would have times of peace, but they always had to keep one eye open for enemies that were close. Mm-hmm. Uh, and enemies that were farther away, uh, and 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 so they they never really were at ease, and 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 so we see in in these place names really centered around the Jordan River, mm-hmm. uh, Ephraim and Manasseh. You know, we recall we were um, grandsons uh, of Abraham. Uh, no, pardon me, of of Jacob. Um, Ephraim and right. Manasseh were Joseph's sons uh, from right. Egypt. Uh, they were uh, adopted. Right. Uh, and then when the 12 uh, tribes got land, uh, Ephraim and Manasseh were included uh, in that. Uh, Ephraim uh, and, and Manasseh uh, were given land on, on, on both sides uh, of the river, um, I believe, yeah. Uh, the, right, you, was, had, you had East, um, you had yeah. East Manasseh that was was north of Gilead, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and in fact, in the context, by talking about Gilead, referring to that that East Trans Jordan area that Gad and Reuben would have been on, um, right. naming Manasseh right after Gilead would probably refer to that Eastern um, East Manasseh half, that half tribe area, um, and then and yeah. as you were saying, right, like Ephraim there. Um, on the on the west, uh, the, the Cisjordan side, along with mm-hmm. Judah. Um, yeah. I mean, just just kind of interesting how you were. Yeah, it's kind of circling the river there. And just um, mm-hmm. to your point, though, um, all these spots that well, you, you had these enemies just in your backyard. You know, Judah. Yeah, you, you had Edom just knocking on your door. Um, Correct. You know, Ephraim. And, 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 and yeah, and, and uh, notice what 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 uh, mm-hmm. David says, or what what, yep. what what God is saying. Right. And again, notice uh, the the possessive words: mine, mine, yeah. my, my, my. Uh, I cast my shoe. <laughs> God is talking, but but then he says, Ephraim is my helmet, Judah is my scepter. Uh, those are things that uh, a symbol of of military might and of uh, royalty. Um, you don't go into battle without a helmet. Um, no matter, I, I don't really care how good uh, your your shield is or how sharp your sword is. Um, it's foolish to go without a helmet uh, mm-hmm. and then a scepter. Um, 
people all dressed the same in, in, in fancy robes, but there's one person who's holding the scepter. I know who the king is. So uh, Ephraim and Judah, even with you know enemies surrounding them, uh, God says, I remain the one uh, who is king. Uh, and, and I have taken these places, dividing up Shechem, portioning out Sukkoth, Again, Gilead and Manasseh are mine, uh, and, and 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 so uh, it is. It is the Lord who does the doing, uh, right? And, and so He worked through David uh, to bring military peace. Uh, well, but again, it's always read... the Lord uh, mm-hmm. who who received credit. And, and you just mentioned the names too, Shechem and, and Sukkoth, and, mm-hmm. and now, now that right. If we're talking about that, we're not even talking about just David anymore, right? We're talking about no. we're talking about we're talking about Joshua, right? We're talking about uh, dividing up Shechem, right, and portion out yeah. the valley of Sukkoth. Now we're talking about the original conquest. We're talking about Joshua chapter thirteen, Joshua chapter mm-hmm. seventeen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. so this is this is pretty interesting that um, in this psalm here, uh, where you know they're. In Psalm 60, the situation, you know, it, it says there in the superscript, uh, this is when David strove with Aram Naharaim and with Aram Zobah, and when Joab on his return struck down 12,000 of Edom in the Valley of Salt. So this is ongoing stuff with Edom. Edom is just yeah. the perpetual enemy, and we, we saw that in Isaiah even, just how mm-hmm. Edom is just kind of even a, a symbolic of the, the enemy that is always there. Um, you know, this is just the, the perennial uh, Jacob and Esau problem, and so yeah. it's going on during David's reign. But David, during that time, uh, where where apparently, because it's interesting in Psalm sixty, it starts off, "Oh God, you have rejected us, broken our defenses. You've been angry." Right. That that's um, yeah. the, the beginning of Psalm sixty. So so apparently these Edomites have you know caused damage. You know, not not yeah. even just they're, yeah. they're they're bothering them. They've caused damage. Um, but the thing is, David's expressing that confidence at that time that, hey, we're going we're gonna to overcome these Edomites just as surely as God used Joshua to, to fulfill the conquest. So, yeah. it, so I, I think that that, that is maybe tying, tying this all together for us here. Mm-hmm. Even then, he looked to the yeah. past, looked at what God had already done. God done mm-hmm. the doing, as you, as you said, right? Um, yeah. and, and God saw him through. So here he is in this new situation in Psalm 108, and and the question is, um, you know, what what's going to happen? And right. it, it seems like, you know, you get this mention of the the fortified city uh, who will lead me to Edom. I mean, it's not too much to it's not really that much speculation to say he probably again in the future had to deal with Edom again. <laughs> like, <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah, and, and, and David, I think, is is encouraging whoever. Yeah. Uh, here's this psalm, and, yeah. and, and book five. Uh, you know a lot of these uh, psalms of ascent uh, yeah. and 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 psalms of uh, praise. Maybe uh, also some uh, liturgical psalms. But we have the ability to look forward because we know what God has done, uh, mm-hmm. and, and so we recall those historical uh, events. We know that the Edomites have been uh, a problem, and, and as you said, they likely will be again in the future. But, but God you know, does shout in triumph, and, and say, um, he casts his shoe on Edom. Uh, 
um, <laughs> almost a disdainful thing, right? Uh, you know, uh, we don't have a mudroom yeah. at our house, but we make sure our kids <laughs> take their shoes off in the garage. <laughs> you know, well, uh, yeah, we'll, no, we'll sure, leave, we'll leave the dirt out there. You know, it's but, like but the messianic you, you, psalm: uh, "You'll make yeah. your enemies your footstool." Right. 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 So you you, you kick your shoes into the corner, uh, mm-hmm. and and so uh, we 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 kick our shoes off, and they land upon Edom. Um, Moab is my wash basin. You know, where again, where you, you get you kind of wash your feet. It's subjugation, total dominant victory. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, so, so one, well, just one minute. And what? then you mentioned the fortified city, you know. Yes. The, My the brother, thing I um, think that is I, most I, I'm sorry here. I need, to, I need to hang on just one second. Just one yeah. second. We, we only have about one minute here. So oh, I, I just okay. want to like, we're just going to try to like, I think, you know, wrap this up at this point. And it's so sure, hard, right? Sure. It's like 13 verses, but you could just go on talking about it forever. Right, um, right, right. So so, so you have this this stuff with Edom. Um, then, then you kind of come to the end. And there's actually mm-hmm. what it turns out. There's only one new verse, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Like the first, the first half was was all from one psalm. The second half is all from this other psalm. It's only verse thirteen that's actually new. Um, and, and what do you get in this new verse, right? And this is the thing I think that's fascinating to the point you were saying earlier. With God, we shall do valiantly. It is He who will tread down our foes. So I mean, it, it's like here's the battle cry, right? We're, we looked yeah. at the past. God's He's blessed us uh, time and time again. He's never failed. He's ne- we've never faltered trusting in him. And so now in this situation, this is what I'm saying. He is going to protect us and see us through as he always has. And, and I think, I think that's, what we, that's what we say as the church, right? That we, that we look and we say, hey, look what God did at the Red Sea. Look what he did um, at yeah. the empty tomb. And yeah. we know that no matter what the circumstances are, yeah. he does it again. And so, That's right. We, we, we can look ahead because the Lord— right is with us. We, he is steadfast to us. And so we are steadfast in our living and in our loving. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Thank you so much, brother. Uh, fantastic getting to have a conversation finally. And yeah, God bless your people um, up there in, in Grandview as we're just trying to figure out everything together. And God bless the rest of, uh, yeah, this, this special time leading up to Pentecost. Absolutely. Thank you. It was a delight to talk with you, AJ. Uh, Likewise, Jeremy. Everybody, that was Pastor Jeremy Lesh, pastor at Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Grandview, Missouri. Going back to Mark next time. Until then, I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. Peace. You've been listening to Thy Strong Word, produced by the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate Office of National Mission in cooperation with Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the LCMS. Your support is vital for this program to continue. You can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Thy Strong Word.